Praise the Lord. We welcome you all again to our live broadcast today, Sunday, May 15, 2022. Shall we pray? In Jesus' name we pray. Our dear Heavenly Father, we have come before you this Sunday. We have come, O oh Lord our God, that you may bless us. That you may bless us with your words. That you may re-anoint us afresh. That you may circumcise our hearts anew. That you may enable us, O oh God, to do the work of ministry. To preach the gospel of your son, Jesus Christ. The gospel that saves. The gospel that delivers. The gospel that takes us and we take all who believe to eternal life. We plead the blood of Jesus Christ that is shed on the cross on all who are watching or listening to this message. And we plead the blood of Jesus Christ upon all in the ministry, the evangelical ministry. And on all who share these messages, who continue to use these messages, Lord, to expand the kingdom. To deliver many from error into truth. Thank you, our Father and our God. Bless everyone who is tuned in now. In Jesus' name we are prayed. Amen. Praise the Lord. Our instrumental is taken from Abraham Caleb Brassi today. May the Lord continue to bless him and his family. Today's topic Come, Lord Jesus. Last Sunday we spoke on Jesus, or Christ, the hope of glory. Today is come Lord Jesus, because he needs to come, so that we can also see him in glory, and be with him in glory. The outline. The book of Revelation is prophecy. Two, lovers of the world believe in pre-tribulation rapture. So if you are one of those who believe in them, re-examine yourself by the time we finish this message. Three, Jesus Christ is the Alpha and Omega. Four, even so come Lord Jesus, time to refocus our prayers and put our focus on praying for his soon coming. And the song today, which you already heard a little bit, is Jesus shall reign. Number one, the book of Revelation is prophecy. <clears throat> Scripture, please. Revelation chapter 22, verses 10 and 11. And he said to me, Do not seal the words of the prophecy of this book, for the time is at hand. He who is unjust, let him be unjust still. He who is filthy, let him be filthy still. He who is righteous, let him be righteous still. He who is holy, let him be holy still. Praise the Lord. Verse 10, he said to me, Do not seal the words of the prophecy of this book. That's Revelation chapter 22, verse 10. So that summarizes the book. The book of Revelation is a prophecy. It's a book of prophecy. It foretells God's children what will happen from the time of the early church. From the time that revelation was given to Apostle John to the end of the age. 
Revelation is a book of hope for true followers of Christ. Should never provoke fear. It is also a book that should terrify the wicked. Because the day is coming when the Lord will meet the wicked and give them their recompense. It should make the wicked, if it's possible, to stop their wicked activities. But we know that they won't. Because already, the Bible already tells us in this book of Revelation that the wicked will continue their wickedness. The total chaos foretold in the book of Revelation continues to unfold. We are in the thick of it right now. Because the world's cup of iniquity is filling up very quickly. We in this ministry believe that the three loathsome beings, loathsome, Satan as a dragon, the first beast, the Antichrist, and the second beast, the false prophet, are on the verge of being exposed. That means they're about to be manifested to the world. Satan has been emboldened after seeing the results of his trial runs. See, he has been doing trial runs from the early church, end of the early church, to now. The trial runs have been very successful. He has been able to recruit and use fallen Christian leaders to deceive so many. So that's why he now, those three wicked spirits are going to manifest because Satan sees, oh, I'm, I already have almost everybody. Sadly, many believers are in deep slumber. They are unaware that we are very close to the end. Very, very close to the end. That is the only explanation. That's that many are slumbering. Why so many who claim that they are followers of Christ are very contented having concord with the world. That's being in relationship with the world. Many believers are very comfortable with the world. They love the things the world loves. They do all the things the world does. They said, they said we know Christ, Him crucified and resurrected. But in the actions, they belie their professions, what they are professing. What is there to like in this world? Please tell me. A world filled with so much evil and violence? Is that where believers are comfortable? In a world governed by the wicked? Tell me one just ruler in the world. None. In a world where unbelief is the norm and celebrated. Why should a believer be comfortable in a world where falsehood is embraced joyfully? Hatred of the other. Even believers embrace it when it's spoken by those from their tribe or race. How can a believer be comfortable in a world where so many are being oppressed? Therefore, if you are hearing me and you are very much at home in the world, if you still see the world in a good light, even by a judge, 
If you derive happiness, or as some say, have fun, you're having fun in this evil world, you must do some soul searching. You need to examine yourself. That is re-examine your standing in Christ. Am I really in faith? You have to ask yourself that question. Ask yourself this other question. Can I be loving this evil world? Can I be at home in this evil world and still inherit eternal life? If you do not have the mindset of a pilgrim, you can't inherit eternal life. If I don't have the mindset of a pilgrim, I can't inherit eternal life. Next item. Lovers of the world believe in pre-tribulation rapture. Remember, we're not talking about unbelievers. We're talking about those Christians who love the world, who love the prosperity messages. They are the ones who believe in pre-tribulation rapture. Hear me very well. If you believe in it, re-examine your heart. Go to the book of Revelation and ask yourself if those things are so. Scripture, please. Revelations chapter 22 verse 18. For I testify to everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of this book. If anyone adds to these things, God will add to him the plagues that are written in this book. Praise the Lord. I must confess, many pastors, some are well meaning, so I'm not going to sell of them at all, but are well meaning because that has been the doctrine, pre-tribulation rapture, for many, many years. But there are many who have added and are subtracted from the words of the prophecy of this book, despite the warnings we just read. Those pastors who preach pre-tribulation rapture have given comfort to those who claim to be Christians, but who love the world more than they love Christ. Please pay attention. Don't turn off. Some of you are already getting upset. <laughs> Teachers on pre-tribulation rapture have made their followers to hate suffering that carrying the cross of Christ entails. Because you can't be in love with pre-tribulation rapture that we're supposed to take you away from sufferings and, and the tribulation of the Antichrist. And you want to suffer for the sake of Christ. It's not possible. These pastors and their deceived followers want to escape and not confront Antichrist with the testimony of Jesus Christ, their Lord and Savior. They don't want to suffer. They can't suffer for the sake of Christ. No. Christ came to the world to make them rich. Rich in worldly goods. And they do nothing and then one day just transpose them out so that they will not suffer. For them being a Christian is never to experience pain or hardship. That is not the scripture. That's not the Bible. That's from the pits of hell. Those who believe in pre-tribulation rapture want the crown that Christ will give, but they don't want the pain that comes from following him. From carrying his cross, which he asks us, he says, if you desire to be my disciple, you have to carry a cross and follow me. And all who live godly in Christ just shall suffer persecution. May to choose between the love of the world 
a world that hated their Lord and Savior. Rather than identify with their Lord through sufferings, they choose the former. A life of bliss, of prosperity, not suffering for the sake of the gospel. These pastors and their followers who love pre-tribulation rapture doctrine want to inherit eternal life, but they don't want to suffer for the sake of Christ. I emphasize. Pre-tribulation rapture doctrine is the opposite of everything in the book of Revelation and indeed in the whole of scriptures. Pre-tribulation rapture doctrine is an addition. It's a false gospel. And those who teach them are wrong. If you are one of those who teach pre-tribulation rapture, you're hearing me, please stop. You are mutilating God's word. You are undermining the gospel once for all delivered to the saints. Let me ask you a question. Why should God take out his children because the kitchen just got hot? You are in the kitchen cooking and it got so hot that you have to go. Why? Why would he do it? God has never done so throughout the whole of scriptures. I've spoken on this subject in the past. I'm bringing it here because we are talking about coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. We are praying for him to come very soon. God has never tried the scriptures. Taking out his children because the kitchen got hot. Because things have become so hard. God removes his children only when he's about to render judgments. And tribulation period is not the time of the judgments of God. Tribulation is the time when the Antichrist will terrorize the whole world. And believers will have to stand up to contend for the kingdom of Christ. And people say, no, we'll be taken out. Tell me then, who will oppose the Antichrist? And be killed, which the Bible records in the Revelation. So many souls coming in, being killed for their faith in Christ. If God raptures all believers just before Antichrist begins his rule. Some will say, oh, many are going to repent with Antichrist. It's a lie. Believers are going to contend and bring so many more into the faith. Let me tell you, worldly prosperity pastors preach pre-tribulation rapture for a reason. They want their followers to be comfortable. They don't want them to know the truth because if they know the truth, they know many will run from their church. They don't want them to ever imagine they will ever face the Antichrist. So they tell them God will take them away before the Antichrist is revealed. Rather than preparing their followers, rather than equipping their followers with God's word and encouraging them to live right and be close to God, they feed them with lies and feel good stories and make up testimonies. Only spirit-filled believers who are living in obedience to the commands of Christ can withstand the Antichrist. That's why they'll be here. Who will be here if it's this time, if it's coming now? Because only those in this category will never take the mark of the beast because they know the implications. They know their Bible very well. And they know the implications of that mark on the right hand or on the forehead. They know. So they will resist with their lives to death. And tell many other people who also believe and join them. And they will be killed for their faith in Christ. Pre-tribulation rapture is a false doctrine. It is like a drug 
that make worldly prosperity worshippers. That's what I call them now. Prosperity worshippers. He makes them numb to the truth. That all holy for Christ must suffer persecution. I am convinced that many prosperity worshippers, because that's what they are, those who love the world, will take a new look at the teachings asking believers to take the cross of Christ and follow in the steps of Christ. If they actually know that some of them, if they are alive, will be facing the Antichrist. That will be expected to suffer for Christ and possibly be killed. So why don't you start now to really learn to equip yourself with the word of God. Because if you are not equipped that time, you are done. You are going to take the mark. For those watching this broadcast, you know I love you. I urge you to make this truth known to the millions of worldly prosperity worshippers. I'm pleading with you. I'm, I'm very serious. I couldn't be more serious. If many of these prosperity worshippers know that if the Antichrist comes to the Antichrist coming to them, nobody's taking them out before because the kitchen got hot. No. Christ will take them out after the tribulation period, after the that three and a half years. That's when the rapture will occur. And then the Lord God will allow his judgments to fall upon the world. That's the book of Revelation. Go and read it again if you're a pastor. And if you have been teaching this false doctrine, correct it because God's going to hold you responsible. I am convinced that so many will embrace this truth when they cite the scriptures. When they embrace the truth that pre-tribulation rapture is false and that tribulation will happen for Christians who are here opposing the Antichrist when, when the Antichrist is revealed, many are going to become serious Bible study persons and they will bring other people to the faith. And they begin to jettison this useless worldly prosperity teaching being continuously fleecing people, stealing from people. You will continue to hear this from this pulpit till the Lord takes me away, whenever that is. Number three. Jesus Christ is the Alpha and Omega. Do you hear me? He's the Alpha and Omega. Alpha is the first letter in Greek word, in the Greek letter, in the Greek alphabet. And Omega is the last one, the 24th one. So he's telling you he is everything. <laughs> Scripture, please. Revelations chapter 22, verses 12 to 15. And behold, I am coming quickly, and my reward is with me to give to everyone according to his work. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end the first and the last. Blessed are those who do his commandments, that they may have the right to the tree of life and may enter through the gates into the city. But outside are dogs and sorcerers and sexually immoral and murderers and idolaters and whoever loves and practices a lie. Praise the Lord. Verse 13, I am the Alpha and Omega. The beginning, that is, in all situations, everything is encompassed in the Lord Jesus Christ. Everything. First letter, last letter. If you have our own English system, well, it will be the first A to Z. He is the totality of everything. That's number one. Number two, watch. Blessed are those who do his commandments. See, he didn't say those who use their mouth to talk. Who do his commandments? 
Those are the only ones who have the right to the tree of life. Those are the ones that may enter through the gates into the city. Sadly, many have been told once that saved that just continue to say Jesus is Lord. It's false. If you say Jesus is Lord and you are not doing his commandments, you are not going to inherit eternal life. Once saved, always said is not biblical. You are saved from the dungeons of hell, from darkness, from Satan. But then you are now in the stadium to run the race. And Christ has to be with you continuously all the way till the time you see him in glory. If you don't have that, you are done. So don't believe anybody telling you because you say Jesus Christ is Lord. Yes, I'm born again. And so what? Even the devil could tell you that he's born again. Only those who are in that is who by patiently continue to good works, who continue to do the will of God, will inherit eternal life. There is no other way. This command says it. Those who do the commandments of Christ. Not those who use their mouth and talk only. You talk, yes, but you must do. Verse 15. But outside are dogs and sorcerers, and sexually moral, and murderers, and idolaters, and whoever loves and practices a lie. I know many of you are going to say, but that is for unbelievers. It's not true. He is talking about believers who are dogs. They are mutilators of God's word. They are sorcerers. Some of the people you say your pastors have gone and taken part of the pits of hell. Sexually immoral. Are we going to talk about sexual immorality in the so-called churches? Some of your so-called pastors have changed three, four, five wives. And murderers. Because they are murdering people. If you are stealing their souls meant for God, you are a murderer. Idolater. What is greater idolatry than worshipping money, worshipping wealth, than when they bring a prosperity message, they continue to be idolaters. They make people to worship money. When money has become the idol. And those who are preaching that wicked doctrine become the idols also. They personify it. And whoever loves and practices a lie, Liars. If you ever speak ill of the word of God, you're a big liar. These cannot enter the kingdom of God. I don't believe Christ was speaking about unbelievers. You see, unbelievers will not inherit eternal life because they did not believe that Christ came and died for their sins on the cross. That's why they will die because of, he said, they did not enter the promised land because of unbelief. So unbelievers will also not enter heaven because of unbelief. But for those who say they have believed, but they are still dogs, they are still sorcerers, they are living a moral life, they are murderers and idolaters, I don't care what title you hold. And whoever loves and presses a lie, that those who claim that they are sitting in the seat of Christ somewhere. Those of them who claim they are vicars, whatever that means. Those who claim they are the most reverend, what most reverend? You are you are not reverend anything. Only God is of the revered. Praise the Lord. Next scripture, please. Hebrews chapter 1, verses 1 to 3. Long ago, God spoke many times and in many ways to our ancestors through the prophets. And now in these final days, he has spoken to us through his son. God promised everything to the son as an inheritance. And through the Son, He created the universe. 
The sun radiates God's own glory and expresses the very character of God and he sustains everything by the mighty power of his command. When he had cleansed us from our sins, he sat down in the place of honor at the right hand of the majestic God in heaven. Praise the Lord. The Alpha and Omega is being defined for you. If you have any problem that he's doing everything, the totality of existence is in him. He's telling you here, the personification of God is his son. Let's listen the next scripture to conclude that point. Second Timothy chapter 1, verse 2. I suddenly urge you in the presence of God and Christ Jesus, who will someday judge the living and the dead when he appears to set up his kingdom. Preach the word of God. Be prepared, whether the time is favorable or not. Patiently correct, rebuke, and encourage your people with good teaching. Praise the Lord. The Alpha and Omega is coming back to judge the living and the dead. The Alpha and Omega, all in him. If, if you are not in him, you are, you are done. If I'm not in him, I'm done. He's coming to judge the living and the dead. But he's asking us in verse 2. Preach the word of God. If you are watching this broadcast and you have not been preaching the gospel, you have not been reaching out to your neighbors with this broadcast, every Sunday you tune in or you watch it on our WhatsApp uh, you know, forum and you fail to share and you fail to tell others, what are you doing? Then carry your Bible and use the gospel of John to be preaching. You must be born again and tell them what it tells to be born again. He said, patiently correct. That's what we do in this ministry. Rebook. Because we're not going to shut them out. And encourage people with what? Good teaching. Any good ministry, any Bible ministry must have this at, as a cornerstone. You are not going to shut your mouth when evil is all around you. You must continue to patiently correct by repeated repetitions. Rebook. Don't be afraid of dignitaries. And encourage your people with good teaching. Praise the Lord. Next item. Even so, comely Lord Jesus. Time to refocus our prayers. I want our focus to not shift. Stop asking God, do this for me, do that for me. Begin to pray for his coming. Because that is the most important thing. Scripture, please. Revelations chapter 22, verses 16 and 17. I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify to these things in the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David, the bright and morning star, and the spirit and the bride say, Come. And let him who hears say, Come. And let him who thirsts, Come. Whoever desires, let him take the water of life freely. Praise the Lord. The Lord Jesus Christ testified to the whole book of Revelation. He himself testified through his angel the things that will come to pass because he doesn't want anybody who has believed in him to be lost. So I want you to take the book of Revelation very seriously. And what he saying in verse 17? And the spirit and the bride say, Come. Who are the bride? The church. So you and I as the church must continue to shout and pray, Come, Lord Jesus. Say, let him who hears say, Come. 
If you are thirsty, tell him to do what? Come. Because you will now have to receive the water that freely, that will never, you never test again. So the message of the hour is that you and I must refocus our prayers. To now continue to join with the Holy Spirit to say to the Lord, to Father God, come. Let your son come. Let your son come. That is the message of the hour. Let's scripture, please. Revelations chapter 22, verses 19 and 20. And if anyone takes away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part from the book of life, from the holy city, and from the things which are written in this book. He who testifies to these things says, Surely I am coming quickly. Amen. Even so, come Lord Jesus. Praise the Lord. The Lord Jesus says, Surely I am coming quickly. He says, Amen. And then we say, Even so, come Lord Jesus. That is the prayer that has been on from the first century. And that prayer must now intensify. Why? Because the evil has become so evil. Wickedness has become so wicked. Deceit has become so deceitful. Apostasy has so increased. So must our prayers now also resonate to match the wickedness of the world and say, Come Lord Jesus. Shout it from your home. Shout it everywhere you are in your heart every day. Say, Come Lord Jesus. As much as, as many times you pray that prayer, you see, evil in the world will continue to flee. They will never come near you because they know you know. Praise the Lord. If we don't focus on his coming, what else are we for? We have to pray for him to come. The world is so evil. We are not comfortable here. Because if you are comfortable, you don't mind, you don't even want him to come. You say, well, when I die, I'll meet him. No. But if you are uncomfortable in this world now, you have to be praying. You, you see, you know what I mean. You are comfortable, so you say, come. That's why we, you and I must remain as pilgrims. If we are not pilgrims, who cannot urgently pray this prayer. I plead with you. And the more you are saying, come quickly, Lord Jesus. See, your conduct will be moderated. It will be difficult to get you into sin. Because you are saying, come Lord Jesus every moment of your life. How can you fall into sin? You are saying, come quickly Lord Jesus. And the blessings are there because the word is telling us to say, come Lord Jesus. So I say today, join me shortly. I'm coming quickly. Even so, come Lord Jesus. Even so, come Lord Jesus. All who are watching this broadcast, Lord. Bless them, Lord. As they shout in their closets. Even so, come quickly Lord Jesus. There is nothing to enjoy in this world anymore. The world is so evil. The world, if you are enjoying the world, you are not a child of God. I don't want to start mentioning things happening all over the world. You know, take the papers, leave them. It is so ugly out there. There is no truth left anywhere. That's why you and I must say, come quickly, Lord Jesus. Because until the Lord Jesus comes, there can be no truth on earth. Men and women will be wicked. Evil will come to multiply and greatly multiply. But so his blessings are for those who continue to stand in the gap. And you must be the watchman or watchwoman if you want God to rapture you. When that time comes, but it's not going to take you out before that take Christ is revealed. Unless you reach old age or somehow he wants you into glory. I'm going to sing a song. Jesus shall reign. He's already ready in the hearts of his children. Jesus shall reign. Did you hear what I said? Take it every day. He's 
declaring your life, nothing by any means can hurt you. Any of you has believed and are walking the path of righteousness. Nothing shall by any means touch or hurt you. Take it to the bank. Take it anywhere you like. Shout, Jesus shall reign in your closet. Jesus shall reign. Whatever the sun does its successive journeys. Doesn't matter where. His kingdom will stretch from shore to shore. The moon shall wax and win no more. His kingdom is everlasting. To him, we must need to make endless prayer. Come quickly, Lord Jesus. And our praises, the throne to crown his head. And his name, the name of Jesus Christ, like sweet perfume shall arise in our hearts and everywhere we are. With our every morning sacrifice, as you sing praises and you praise and worship him in your closets. People and realms of every town, tribe, race, dwell on his love with sweetest song. And infant voices shall proclaim their early blessings on his name. Thank you, Jesus. Blessings abound wherever Christ reigns. So if he's already in your heart, there are blessings. Prisoners live to lose their chains when you preach the gospel of peace. And they really find eternal rest in him. And all who suffer want are blessed by God. Let every creature rise and bring the highest honor to our King of Kings and Lord of Lords, to the Alpha and Omega, the I am that I am, the unchanging changes. As angels descend with songs again, and the earth will repeat the loud Amen. Thank you, my Father, my God. Thank you, my Father, my God. Thank you, my Father, my God, for this message. Thank you for this sight, O oh Lord. Bless everyone who has heard this message, Lord. May they never be the same again. May they never be the same again, oh God. Enable them as they walk the walk of ministry. Enable them as they proclaim the soon coming of your son. And anyone or whoever wants to contend against them, Lord, bring them to nothing in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Whoever gathers against your people, Father God, take them away. I plead the blood of Jesus Christ upon all of you. May the blessings of God be upon you and your homes. May you continue to rise and shine. May you continue to walk in the walk that Christ has ordained you and I to do. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, dear Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. If it's God's will, I'll see you people next Sunday. Please continue to read your Bibles. And be praying for us as we pray for you. Never be afraid. <laughs>